In the name of the Blessed Trinity, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The wheels from the car screeched, the mother's heart stopped, the child screamed, the mother ran to the street out in front of the house as fast as she could. She was scared when she saw the tricycle and her daughter lying on the pavement. That's the way that mothers are. That's the way that fathers are. Anytime your child is injured and anytime your child is sick, that's the way God wired parents. Now you can, in my own family, you can ask Missy, I'm the worry wart. We can all tell our own war stories about illnesses and injuries, like the time when I was a young boy and during a family picnic at the beach, my father and grandfather took me on a walk out on the dunes and when I saw a pile of sand up ahead, I jumped into it, only to learn quickly that underneath was somebody's recent charcoal fire. Parents are deeply and profoundly aware of their children, their wellness, and are deeply and profoundly upset by injury and sickness. We can all identify with the Canaanite woman whose daughter is very, very sick. So she decides to take matters into her own hands. What parent wouldn't? She goes and finds this Jesus of Nazareth who happened to be in her town that day. She comes to him and kneels before him, Jesus, son of David, heal my child. And what does Jesus do? He turns his back on her, gives her the silent treatment. That doesn't seem very nice, does it? There's a whole sermon right there. But let's stick with the woman today. Let's stick with the way she handles this. Let's note the way that she does not give up. She goes on to talk to the disciples and begs them, tell your master to hear my daughter, please. And he said, Jesus said to them, listen, I'm going to go heal the Jewish folks first. I'm not going to get around to everybody else until later. This woman was an outsider, a non-Jewish person, yet she had a sick kid, so she's not going to be intimidated by silence, and she's not going to re she is going to resist being silent. So she falls down at Jesus' feet, her third attempt to get through to him. She calls out, have mercy, heal my daughter. Jesus says, woman, you're like a yelping dog at a man's table. And the woman, being quick, said, well, even a master takes the crumbs off of the table and feeds the yelping dog to shut him up. Heal my daughter, and I'll shut up. Jesus looks at her, perhaps with a smile, and says, great is your faith. Go, your daughter is healed. 
At this point in the unfolding drama of writing his gospel, Matthew is on a roll here. You know what it's like to be on a roll in a project, writing a paper, reading a book, building something, cooking a meal, playing golf. When you're on a roll, almost nothing can go wrong. Matthew is trying to hammer home to the reader, to you and to me, the dynamics of faith and what it means to have a relationship with God, to be a disciple. Last week, we had the story of Peter and Jesus daring him to come out on the water and walk on the water. And once again, it comes down to faith. And Matthew here makes clear, just in case we've missed it, that the concern is not whether or not we have faith, but whether or not we use it. It sticks out like a sore thumb today. We can't help but notice the contrast with Peter. Indeed, what stands out above all other messages is that when all other circumstances ought to have prevented them from engaging with Jesus, they took the risk. They risked themselves and their lives to be in conversation with Christ. Matthew is so downright honest with us today. He does not try to hide the fact that Jesus tells a non-Jewish, non-religious, non-believing person that her faith is great. Whereas last week, to Peter, the faithful Jewish man, what he said was, Why do you doubt? This non-Jewish woman has the guts to step out on her own and demand something from Jesus. She must have known how little chance she had at receiving a spiritual blessing from this Jewish teacher. But she takes the risk. She confronts him in prayer. And she does not let up. And that, is the story for you and for me. That is how God wants us to be in a relationship with him. It was the persistence of this woman in prayer that made her one with the divine. The point of the story is a lot like the story of the sinking of Peter last week. Faith is made real by using it not by trying to perfect it before you use it. Faith is made real by prayer in any circumstance, not by trying to get it all nice and neat and pretty and clean before you engage it. Faith is made real by doing it. God desires us to pray with the same kind of bugging and nagging persistence as this Canaanite woman. Faith is not made real by just believing in justice. Faith is made real by believing and doing justice. Faith is not made real by saying the right things, but by putting those right things into action. Not by just praying for the hungry, but taking that prayer with you as you go out to feed the hungry. 
not by desiring this to be a world of justice and equity for all people, but by putting it into practice in one's own life. This past week, I was talking to a woman who had been praying, she said, for her son to, quote, get a life. He needs a job. He needs direction. He needs to get a life, she said. She had seen some signs of this about to take place and she was, the hope was growing within her. This mother said to me, however, at some point, I kind of stopped praying about it. I figured I was bugging God and God was saying, oh, it's you again. I'm getting tired of this. I know that many of us think that this is how God interacts with us, that God is too busy with the big issues of life, that God does not have time for our petty concerns. God is in charge of the Lord's laws of nature, not running around taking care of all of our small problems. But that is not what we read today. What we read today is that God is concerned with us and with everything going on with us. God is concerned about our cancer, about our financial problems, about our drinking problems, about our marriage problems. God is concerned at this moment with the stress and the anxiety of wondering when our kids will ever go back to school and have a normal childhood. God is concerned about our jobs. None of this is petty to God. God wants us to come and persistently come and share all of it in prayer, just as we may share with one of our very best friends. Faith is made not by stepping back and trying to get it all right. It is made by just doing it, speaking it, risking it. She again persisted. Please heal my child. And Jesus said, woman, you're like a yelping dog. And the woman, perhaps laughing, replied, Well, you feed a yelping dog and shut him up. How about me? And Jesus said, with all of the disciples standing around, watching him and learning from him, Woman, great is your faith. Your daughter is healed. What a story. What a life. What a faith. Bring it all to God. Amen.